Buying a house can feel like you're going 200 miles per hour in bumper-to-bumper traffic with a dirty windshield and the sun in your eyes. Ruoff Mortgage has the technology, expert staff, and resources to simplify the process while speeding up the time it takes to get clear to close. So while getting a loan can seem intimidating, Ruoff Mortgage will have you opening the door to your new home fast and stress-free. Visit Ruoff.com to learn more. That's Ruoff.com. Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live Wide Open. Off the end of the back straightaway. Larson's going to send it. Larson's in the wall. Larson's on Hamlin's back bumper. Logano leads down the back straightaway. Keselowski's in line. Now he turns him. Boot team Penske cars crash. Keselowski is up in a ball of flame. NASCAR Live Wide Open is brought to you by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. Now, here is your host, Mike Bagley. Everybody, welcome to another installment of NASCAR Live Wide Open here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the entire MRN crew here with you back from Speed Weeks 2023 at Daytona International Speedway. And what a Speed Weeks it was celebrating a new first-time winner in the NASCAR Cup Series realm of Daytona 500 champions. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. obviously having gone to victory lane before, but his first Great American Race win. It was the first one for Tad Geschechter, the owner. You're going to hear from Mike Kelly, the crew chief. It was his second coming up. But what a great time that we had. Pack grandstand on Sunday for the 500. We had good weather except for the truck race on Friday night. Had to deal with that. But all in all, off to a solid start here in NASCAR's Diamond Anniversary and the 2023 NASCAR Cup Series season. Let's dive right in. Let's let you hear from Mike Kelly. Obviously, there's a lot of passion, a lot of excitement, a lot of jubilation coming out of the walls of JTG Darty Racing. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. winning the race as far as the driving duties. But what about the crew chiefing duties? This was Mike Kelly's second time through winning the 500. His first came when he was at DEI on Michael Waltrip's team back in the 2001 Daytona 500. But obviously that celebration quite muted considering the events of that day when we lost Dale Earnhardt. But at the end of this 500, Mike Kelly could poke his chest out and celebrate accordingly. And his first race back with Ricky Stenhouse Jr., but this time at JTG Doherty Racing. Mike Kelly sitting down and joining us the morning after the Great American Race. First and foremost, what was the night like once tech was cleared and you got a chance to just sit back and breathe? Man, it was uh, it's incredible to get, get a chance to spend that type of atmosphere with a group of guys who you've 
worked really hard with for a long time to reach everyone's goal, right? You know, from little kids racing around short tracks. This is a place we all wanted to win at. This is a place you want to you want to see victory lane and to get that done last night with that, that group of guys was uh, pretty incredible. You've won the Daytona 500 before back in 2001 as a car chief with, with Michael Waltrip and DEI. You had that taste of what it was like to win the Daytona 500. You alluded to, to getting this done with that group of guys. How important was it to see these guys who have never done this before finally get that opportunity? Oh, it, it it's you can't even put it into words. And obviously today, this morning, 12 hours later, you, you, you can't for sure put it into words. But for 22 years, I've came through that tunnel every weekend trying to have another opportunity to win in Daytona or win the 500. And it just doesn't happen for one reason or another. And so many of those guys in my on my team now have have never done it i was fortunate enough to do it one time before but to see a group of guys in victory lane that i I have so many of them last night tell me they had never won in nascar so to get their first win as the daytona 500 this gotta be pretty special the week itself it's it's not like it was in 2001 where we're down here all kinds of testing yeah 13 days there's all kinds of testing leading into it this is a condensed week it's a different nascar what was the week like for you ricky and this team leading into it starting basically with qualifying man if i if i tell you i thought it was going to end like this that it's it's how it felt like it felt like a story i was reading we we unloaded and we went straight to qualifying and we qualified 35th. We, we felt really like we got our teeth kicked in because we had we had we had put a big effort into coming down here this year, and uh, to qualify 35th it was just not what anyone had thought or planned. And I was so proud of my guys. We went back Wednesday night and we worked till 12:30, 1 o'clock in the morning that night, like trying to scratch our heads and put answers to what what had happened. And uh, we all set our alarms and we got back up at 6.45 the next morning and, and got ready for the duels. We had to put the qualifying behind us and um, we felt like we had a good car in the duels. And then we worked again late that night and, and got ready for Friday's practice. And by Friday, I felt I really felt like we had a car that could win this race. And, and I don't say that easy, uh, being easy. We, we put a lot of work into to being ready Friday. And when Ricky got out and, and thought he had everything he needed to do, um, it was a really good feeling and so we didn't even practice saturday and uh just got ready for the race let's let's be honest here mike and and be realistic the crew chief role in today's nascar much like the sport itself in many different levels it's different it's evolving it's changing did you ever feel like this opportunity would ever come back no there was a point actually in 2019 I, I decided I probably would not crew chief I've, I've had opportunities before that and I just it just really didn't interest me anymore I had I had done it for a long time and I had I understood the grind and I, I told my wife we talked about it all the time and this when this opportunity started to arise late last year we had long talks about it and I, I said I didn't I didn't know if I wanted to crew chief again if I did it had to be the right reason and fortunately when they, you know, when they offered me the job and it being with Ricky, it was one I did jump at. And, uh, but you never, man, we, we've been, I've been coming down here for 27 years now. And you, every year you roll into that tunnel and you, and you, you pray and you think, and you wish, and you hope that is this going to be the year, you know, and we were so close last year. Uh, I think we were leading with four or five to go and we got wrecked and you just, you just, you just, 
this is what you dream of. This is when I when people in our sport understand it, but maybe those outside don't. Um, I didn't know that I would ever get a chance to get back to here. I'm super thankful for the ownership group at JTG Doherty that they believed in me and gave me an opportunity, and here I am. The obvious relationship and the success with your driver, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., is one thing. The belief in him. How important was it to get back here and not necessarily take the crew chief role, but almost become that that psychologist role to get Ricky Stenhouse's confidence back where it needed to be? It was the biggest. It was the biggest part of why I would do it or was willing to do it because I had to sit back and watch one of my best friends go through really tough, tough seasons. Right? He he lost his. Or he, you know he basically lost his job at Roush and was fortunate enough to get picked up at JTG and they had you know we we had we had some races that were really good and some races that were not and to watch your best friend go through that and to to watch him talk about it and and I could tell it 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 ate at him as much as it ate at me for him um it was it was it was the catalyst for me to come back and do this was could I could I make a difference could I help him could I get him back to who I still believed he was and knew knew that he was in the sport at one time had had put a lot of emphasis on him to be the next great superstar right we, we won a bunch of races in the Xfinity series and two championships and and that that kid is still that that guy that that's the guy who who would beat Kevin Harvick and beat Brad and beat Joey and beat Carl um in the in in, in equal equipment and uh that's our job is to give him that so he can show what he can do a lot of times there are things that that teams do or friends do, whether you're working together, whatever the case may be, that come across as a bit superstitious or maybe different. A lot of things people don't know about until it comes to the light of day. Think about the, the penny that was taped on Dale Earnhardt's car. You always have something that you hand write out for your driver, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., something you've always done, but you did it again for the Daytona 500, and it became public what that was. Share that with us. Yeah, so back in the day when we would have tough days or, you know, we didn't do it all the time, but when I knew he would need it or I knew it was something that would help him understand the belief I had in him, I would just write a little note on a piece of duct tape. It'd be simple. It'd be a few words, and we'd I'd put it above his head or on the on the back side of the windshield, so only he would see it. And it wasn't something that we 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 didn't we didn't talk about it. No, no, a lot of people we went years with it, and nobody knew about it. And yesterday I woke up about three thirty in the morning, and it just felt different. It felt it felt eerily calm for a Daytona five hundred morning. I think we were the first car to roll to tech, and. Uh, when we we got out there on the line man the crowd was so big at uh pre-race i don't know i just grabbed a piece of duct tape and i asked one of the guys for a sharpie and i wrote him a note on the on the roll bar and it just said we believe and we believe today and i i didn't tell him i didn't and and i I knew i didn't have to tell him i knew i didn't need to i didn't want to tell him i knew that would be something that he would see and understand that the 40 people that we employ at jtg was behind him and that if that if that helped him at all in his in his day that would be something for him moving forward now mike all but a shorter playoff spot you got a daytona 500 under your belt with this race team does that increase the pressure now does the expectation for this race team rise going forward or is is this season already made 
No, it, you know, it's our goal. Our goal was to, you know, we've, we've had meetings all winter long um, to try and change the culture of JTG and try and get people to understand that they have the pieces and the parts and Tad and Jody and Gordon and Ernie, man, they give us everything we need to go do what we need to do. And um, this doesn't change anything. My, I, I told Ricky last night, I told the guys while we were tearing the car down, we, we would like to go to Fontana and still compete to run in the top 10. We're not, we, 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 we do not kid ourselves and believe that we are a powerhouse team, right? Because we won the Daytona race. But we have worked all winter to put ourselves in positions to earn the respect of a competitive team. We, we, we watch what Trackhouse has done. We watch what Legacy Auto Club has done. And you just want to be mentioned more often than not, right? That's your goal when you, when you, when you roll in every weekend. We, we want them to say, man, Ricky and JTG had a great run today. And it's possible. They, they broke a last year for the first time in 29 years and Tad's company's history they had five top tens in a row and uh those are the things we want to do we just want to level the playing field and be competitive on a more weekly basis and uh that's our goal daytona 500 tradition states the race car goes over into a museum (laughs) you start laughing is this a race car you need or how proud of you obviously to have this car on display yeah for sure you know i remember I remember in 2001 uh, with Michael's car, it was a unique feeling to have friends, you know, just randomly text you through the year and say, man, they, they, they got to see your car over there. That means a lot to us. That means a lot to our sport and our sponsors and our fans of the sport to be able to put your car in there and know we'll get it back in a year. I, I saw them give Austin's car back to him yesterday and that, that I, I, I went over and actually looked at it for a little bit, just saying, man, that, that's an incredible feeling knowing you get that one back. It is a unique time in our sport, and we spent a lot of time with NASCAR about that last night, that we are very limited on some parts and pieces still with this race car, and uh, NASCAR is doing a good job trying to work with us um, to make sure, because that, that one had to go in basically just just how we, we had to re-put it together after a tech, but we're missing a lot of pieces that I might only have two or three parts of, uh, and I'm getting ready to send two cars to California here tomorrow. So... It is a very unique situation that I think caught might might have caught some of them off guard because uh, they were on the phone pretty late trying to scrounge us up some parts to go to California. It is, by all intents and purposes, after winning a Daytona 500, celebrating, putting a car back together, getting it ready to go, and then come over around here and have to talk to the likes of us here on the Motor Racing Network. But you, in your hand, are holding and continue to play with the Daytona 500 winning ring you're just overall feeling right now on a monday morning after winning the great american race man it's incredible you can't um for every kid that gets to play baseball or football there's that maybe aren't in racing but for those of us who are involved in racing i grew up right across the state and man was around a short track my whole life um to get to come win at the biggest race at the biggest sport uh motor motor sport in our country to be able to win here in Daytona, you, you, you never can find the words. Um, when I won in 2001, it was a different situation. We, Our boss uh, was killed in an accident off turn four, and we really didn't get a chance to celebrate. Um, last night, long into the night, <laughs> um, we celebrated, and it was fun, and it was it was the thing I've missed for 25 years, and uh, and this morning it 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 isn't stopped man it's a great feeling we're you know you 
even as tough as it is to get up after no sleep all night long, but to have my wife here to celebrate with her and knowing, man, the, the guys back at the shop are pumped this morning and uh, talking to those guys and seeing some of our sponsors this morning, it, it you can't put it into words. We salute Mike and Tad and Jody and Ricky and everybody at JTG Darty Racing. Ernie Cope, everyone over there, they deserve to celebrate, but now they put that behind them as they head out west to a trip to the Auto Club Speedway. There's also something else happening over the weekend at Daytona, and that was my sit-down with the honorary starter, Tiffany Haddish. And let me just tell you, folks, our show is called NASCAR Live Wide Open. Miss Tiffany was wide open, too, when she stepped foot in the studio. This is about three hours before the Daytona 500. If you were listening to NASCAR Live Race Day on Sunday, you got about three and a half minutes worth of that interview, but there was so much more, and... Quite frankly, I rarely have been befuddled in interviews before, but this one, I'll add to the list. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what was happening. This, this, listen to this interview and you'll know why. Again, this was Tiffany Haddish before the Great American Race this past Sunday. Joined by the honorary starter of today's Great American Race, Tiffany Haddish. Welcome to the Daytona 500. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for welcoming me. What is, what is going on with you these days? What's happening? <laughs> Not that much, you know, just um, being successful. You know, generating joy and happiness for others. That, that's my goal in life. I think that's what I'm supposed to do here on this planet. So, you know, I'm just making movies, funny movies, funny TV shows, and, um, yeah, creating opportunity. What? You've done a lot. You've won an Emmy. You've won a Grammy. You've had a lot of TV shows. You've had a lot of movies. What are you most... Yeah, but that's a lot in this day and age. I mean, I have appeared like 82 times as myself. <laughs> Not as myself, but I've, I was looking on my IMDb and I was like, yo, this is, it says 82 times I've done something, like 82 jobs. And I think that's awesome. And then I, and I realized, I started going through the list. I'm like, wait, I haven't gotten paid for half of these. <laughs> this is a problem. What are you most proud of? I am most proud of my family. Why? Because they're mine. And no one else's. I mean, they're yeah, there's other people's too because they be getting married and stuff. But I'm very proud of my family. I feel like we did, considering what we came from and what we've been through, everyone's doing very well. You know, some people could be doing better in the family. I, I believe, uh, but for the most part, we're we're winning, and I'm proud of everyone. How about professionally? What are you most proud of? Professionally, I am most proud of so many things. Can you be? Can I be proud of like more than one? Absolutely. Because I'm really proud of like Girls Trip. I'm also proud of Black Mitzvah. I'm really proud of my um, my 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 performance on SNL and that monologue that I wrote and that and all the people that told me it was funny, like all those my heroes that chimed in. You know, because I was running it over the telephone to everybody. I'm gonna tell you. I was, Did you hear from Oprah? Uh, not. When I did SNL, I heard from Patti LaBelle. Really? Patti LaBelle called me up. Mm-hmm. What did she say? And, and she said she's proud of me and that if I ever need anything, I could always call her and that I need to come over and eat with her. And then um, uh, Erica Badu sent me some beautiful flowers. Be- and uh, uh, Anne Hathaway, she sent me some really gorgeous flowers and then became my friend. And then Taylor Swift became my friend, too. And she's like the dopest the dope, but she's a Sagittarius like me, so she's very um, blatantly honest too, which I love. The, our conversations are hilarious. 
you've got a very cool project coming up. Let us know what that is. For those that don't know. Okay, so I got a lot of projects coming up, but the, I think the coolest one is the Disney movie Haunted Mansion coming out in July, and I'm super, I'm super excited about it. And I just, they just, okay, so I'm not supposed to know this, okay? I'm not supposed to know this, but I know this. Uh, they just tested the movie, and uh, they said the audience was going crazy for me, and I, I tested very high. Now, I wasn't supposed to see that email, but I had seen it because I'm also a forensic uh, uh, techni- technical person. What you call? I do forensic technology. That means I can get access to things. <laughs> yeah, I learned that from YouTube, too, how to technology forensics. Now, what what you're about to do, what you're about to do, I don't know if you realize this, but being the honorary starter of the Daytona 500, you're going to be standing way up in a flag stand. You're going to wave the green flag. You, with the waving of that green flag, will send 20,000 horsepower for the first time in the biggest race that we ever do. Are you aware of this? I am very aware of it, and I am very ready. I cannot wait to feel the vibration of all those engines, all that horsepower. Do you know when I when I was a kid, I used to watch NASCAR and be like, 15,000 horsepower, blah, 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 horsepower. I'd be like, there are no horses there at all. But I know better now. It's the strength of the car, right? And I'm excited to feel that strength, that vibration coming through the ground, up that ramp, all the way into my feet, through my whole body. When then I go, And then I'm going to shimmy like this. I'm going to shimmy it up. And then they're going to take the flag from me. And I'm going to try to hold on to it. But they're going to take it. And um, and then I'm going to have a little fight because I want it for myself because I want to hold on to the memories. Then I'm going to have my assistant take a picture of me. And then I'm going to give him the flag. I don't know where to go from here because you possess so much energy. I wish I had half of the energy you have. You have more than half of the energy I have. I listen to you, bro. You are lit. What are you talking about? You have great energy. I've listened to you. I dated a guy who really likes you, so I've listened. You want to enlighten me? Okay, we're not using this in the interview. I'll cut this out. Why are you cutting this out? You have great energy, man. You're funny, you're fun, you're informative, and you have a great voice. Well, thank you very much. And I'm not hitting on you because I know you're married. I'm not. I'm single as can be. Well, hello. I'm hitting on you. You so ugly. <laughs> Anybody ever tell you you ugly? You showing up is ugly, daddy. Damn. They let you out the house with all that ugly. All right, we can't do this on the air anymore. We got to get back to work. Why not? Oh, we'll talk about it later. Why? Oh, I'm not scared. You scared because you ugly? Mm. He not ugly, y'all. This is what you say to men and make them think about you the next day. You tell a man he ugly, he going to think about you for at least a week and a half and try to prove to you that he not ugly. Dang, you ugly? Welcome to the Daytona 500, Miss Tiffany. Thank you. I hope you have a great day. And we'll be watching for Haunted Mansion coming up later yeah, this time. Definitely later this watch time. for Haunted Mansion. And watch for the After Party Season 2 on Apple TV, where I'm a detective, and I'm very good at it. Well, obviously, with that forensic CSI situation you were describing earlier. Yeah, no, yeah, forensic technologist. Mm-hmm. I'm a hacker. I hack stuff. I'm just a girl. Have a good time today. I'm a detective. All girls are detectives. How you doing? I'm, I'm, you have a great time. I'm great. You, you bye have bye. a good time. Give me your phone number. Stop playing with me. <laughs> she is something. By the way, I will not confirm or deny that she got the phone number, but 
We'll just keep that amongst ourselves. She's an awesome lady, classy lady, funny lady, and she put a smile on everyone's faces in the deadline room, hours at Motor Racing Network, and she spent a lot of time with a lot of us at NASCAR over the weekend in the 500 and at Daytona International Speedway. And uh, quite a visit it was. Glad she had a good time. She had a fantastic time. And um, we hope to see her back at the racetrack soon. So we now put Daytona in the rearview mirror. Our sights are on the Paula Casino 400 coming up Sunday at the Auto Club Speedway. As always, as we do here on NASCAR Live Wide Open, we give you the fantasy perspective, the gaming perspective, and the odds of every NASCAR Cup Series weekend. Producer Trey is back. What's Vegas saying about this weekend's trip to Southern California, Trey? They've got a lot to say about this weekend, Mike. But before we get into the Paula Casino 400 odds, I want to just touch on one quick thing. We talked about that throughout the season, we're going to revisit the championship winning odds throughout the year. If certain drivers, you know, perk up, get a win, lock themselves into the playoffs, kind of like Ross Chastain did last year. We'll look at their odds and how they improve before the season. Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Mike. Before the season, he was 350 to 1 to win the wow. NASCAR Cup Series championship. After winning the Daytona 500, presumably, unless we have the crazy parody that we did last year, he will be a member of the NASCAR Cup Series playoffs this year. And Stenhouse's odds after that win have gone from 350 to 1 to win the championship to 80 to 1 to win wow. the championship. So. Stenhouse, obviously still nowhere close to a favorite to win, but if you're in, there's a chance. And look at the first couple rounds of the playoffs. Stenhouse, very good at Bristol. Stenhouse, very good at Talladega. So you never know what can happen. Ricky Stenhouse Jr., his odds have already shot way up the board in terms of the championship this season. Uh, now this weekend, Auto Club Speedway, the final race on the two-mile surface there. And last year's winner, Kyle Larson, he is the favorite to go back-to-back at California. He is 7-1 to to win the race. The other two favorites right behind him. I think we have a new Vegas darling this year, Mike. Ryan Blaney, once again amongst the favorites to win. He is 9-1. to And then Denny Hamlin also at 9-1 to to win the race. My pick to win the race this weekend I'm going to go with Hamlin. Hamlin has come up short quite a few times at Auto Club Speedway. He has a long history there of close finishes, being able to run up front but not closing the deal. So this is one that means a lot to Hamlin to get the last win on this surface. Uh, he was very strong throughout the back half of last season. Consistent speed. I think Hamlin in the Toyota camp will be very strong this weekend at Auto Club Speedway. So I'm going with Hamlin at 9-1 to one to win the race. As far as long shots go, I've got two of them, and I don't necessarily know why they are so far down the board. I mentioned Kyle Larson. He's the favorite. He won the race last year. Who do you have to beat to win the race in the closing laps? Daniel Suarez and Austin Dillon. Both of those drivers sit all the way down at 33-1 to 1 to win this weekend. So Suarez and Dillon are the two long shots that I'm looking at. And if you want to, you know, play some synergy here, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. was 33-1 to 1 to win the Daytona 500. So maybe a 33-1 to 1 underdog could win this weekend out in Fontana. I think Suarez and Dillon will be players, but ultimately I'm going with Denny Hamlin to win the Paula Casino 
400. Sounds like this trip to Southern California could be a unit procurement rich environment. Perhaps maybe giving a little Denny nine to one or maybe maybe going for some of those what perceived to be back markers as far as Vegas is concerned. We'll all find out together. We'll see how all this shakes out. We'll break it down for you next week. But before we do, let's give you the broadcast information so you can tune in. we got three broadcasts coming your way from the Auto Club Speedway. Our coverage will be kicking off on Saturday. It'll be practice and qualifying for the Paula Casino 400, 2 p.m. Eastern Time Saturday, our air time with that. That'll be NASCAR Cup Series practice and qualifying. It'll then be the Production Alliance Group 300 for the NASCAR Xfinity Series, 4.30 p.m. Eastern on Saturday. And then we are back with NASCAR Live Race Day on Sunday, 2.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Be sure to join us for our coverage for the final time on the two-mile Auto Club Speedway. Folks, that's all the time we have for you for this week. Our thanks to producer Trey for joining us. Our thanks to you for joining us as well. Don't forget, again, NASCAR Live Race Day Sunday, 2.30 p.m. Eastern. We'll have NASCAR Live for you Tuesday night at 7 Eastern. And then we're back here one week from today. NASCAR Live wide open, another installment wherever you get your podcast. Hope you have a great week. Enjoy Fontana, and we'll chat with you again next week right here on NASCAR Live Wide Open. Until then, so long, everybody. NASCAR Live Wide Open is brought to you by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. Ruoff Mortgage wants to welcome you home with their fast and stress-free mortgage process. Ruoff knows that when you're ready to move, you want to keep things moving. From the moment you start, Ruoff makes sure the process moves quickly, often twice as fast as other lenders, so you can close quickly and settle in sooner. Visit Ruoff.com to learn how you can qualify for the fastest loan of your life. That's Ruoff, R-U-O-F-F.com.